Hi, I'm Brett Robinson. Welcome to the Redeeming Hope Podcast, where we share biblical truths that'll give you real hope. What is real hope? It's a hope that is relevant, energizing, authentic, and linked to Jesus. I'd like to talk to you today about a subject called rocket fuel for your life. Did you know that you can't put regular fuel into a rocket? Rockets require a special type of fuel, designed specifically for their engines to give them the type of thrust that is needed to launch the rocket off the ground and into space. If they just filled up the rocket's fuel tanks with the regular kind of fuel that we use in our vehicles, the rocket wouldn't fire up and it certainly wouldn't get off the ground. Did you know that what you allow to fill you up will either launch you into a fulfilled and blessed life or keep you grounded? Every day, whether we think about it or not, whether we plan it or not, our lives are filled up with many things. How much more confident do you think the astronauts would be knowing that the flight engineers had thought about and planned well in advance to put the right kind of fuel into the rocket. I think you would all agree that this is something that should not be left to chance. But how much do we leave to chance that which fills up our hearts? It's mission critical that we get this right because it determines whether we're going to get to live the kind of life that fulfills our God-given potential, or if all of our potential will be left grounded on the launching pad. I'd like to give you an example of someone in the Bible who had to make a quality decision what kind of fuel to put in his heart and mind. The person I'm talking about is Abraham, and we've been talking about Abraham for the last couple of podcasts. The last podcast we shared about Romans chapter 4 and we're going to kick off there again today and I'm going to read for you from verse 18. It says, Against all hope, Abraham in hope believed and so became the father of many nations. Just as it had been said to him, so shall your offspring be. I remember many for many years, especially as a young man growing up, reading this passage, thinking, man, this doesn't make sense. Against all hope, Abraham, in hope, what's going on over here? And the scripture doesn't make sense until you realize that it reveals to us the two different kinds of hope that exist. The one kind is fueled by our natural senses. It's based upon what we see and hear. And this is a natural hope. The other kind of hope is God-given. It's based upon the living, eternal Word of God. And it ignites when it's connected to faith. This kind of hope is so powerful that when Abraham's heart connected with it and he chose to base his faith on the God-given hope that it changed the course of history. And that's why it says against all hope. It's talking about the natural hope. In the natural, everything was against Abraham 
and Sarah having the child of promise. They were too old. It wasn't possible in the natural. But supernaturally, Abraham knew in his heart that God was able to do what he had promised. Therefore, in hope, he believed. The challenge for us, like Abraham, is that many times things don't make sense to our limited human minds. Let me give you a couple of examples. It doesn't make sense that God created the world in six days. It doesn't make sense that God saved Noah, his family, and wild animals of every shape, size, and description through a wooden ark. It doesn't make sense that Jesus was born to a virgin. It doesn't make sense that Jesus could turn water into wine, walk on the water, multiply five loaves and two fishes to feed thousands of people. It doesn't make sense that Jesus was 100% God and 100% man. It seems to make complete sense to us that the hero, judging by Hollywood standards, should wield a mighty hammer, be able to bend steel, run through buildings, shoot lasers out of their eyes, or at least be able to fly with a cape. And that surely any self-respecting hero must wear full-body spandex with their underpants on top of the outfits. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. Jesus, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, came from heaven humbly as a servant and gave himself willingly to die a cruel and painful death on a cross. To die as a substitute for our sins, so that anyone who places their faith in him might be saved. And it talks about this in 1 Corinthians chapter 1. Now I'm going to read to you from the message from verse 18. The message that points to Christ on the cross seems like sheer silliness to those hell-bent on destruction. Some versions say, utter foolishness. But for those on the way of salvation, it makes perfect sense. This is the way God works. And most powerfully, as it turns out, it's written, I'll turn conventional wisdom on its head. I'll expose so-called experts as crackpots. So where can you find someone truly wise, truly educated, truly intelligent in this day and age? Hasn't God exposed it all as pretentious nonsense? Since the world and all its fancy wisdom never had a clue when it came to knowing God, God in His wisdom took delight in using what the world considered stupid, preaching of all things, to bring those who trust Him into the way of salvation. It's only going to make sense for us to walk in hope, in the promises of God, to walk into that which God has for us, His plans and purposes for our lives. If we don't look at it from our natural minds, but we see with the eye of faith. We, we take God's faith and we mix it with a God-given hope.
Friends, that's what we have to do each and every day. God didn't intend for us only to use faith and hope so that eventually one day at the end of our lives we would die and go to heaven. For sure, that's part of God's plan, but He wants us to live each and every day with His God-given faith and hope in our lives so that our lives can be changed and transformed. He wants to be a part of our lives each and every day. Let me ask you the question. So now you've seen in the Word that there are two types of hope. But what kind are you putting in your tank every day? You see, we have a choice. If your hope feels low, then fill it up on the high-octane, supercharged, undiluted Word of God. It'll clean your filters, tune up your engine, and restore you spirit, soul, and body. But now the realists among us, the common sense folk among us, are going to be saying, now that's the problem with you faith fanatics. You just deny the facts and act like they don't exist. Uh, no. Us faith people acknowledge the facts. We just recognize that facts and circumstances are temporary and subject to change. But God's truth is superior, higher, and eternal. And when we put our faith and hope in Him, He will open doors no man can shut. He will open blind eyes and set captives free. Faith is not denying the facts. Faith is placing our hope and trust in God. And as we continue reading in verse 19 of Romans 4, it says, Without weakening in his faith, he faced the fact that his body was as good as dead, since he was about a hundred years old, and that Sarah's womb was also dead. Yet he did not waver through unbelief regarding the promise of God, but was strengthened in his faith and gave glory to God, being fully persuaded that God had power to do what he had promised. Our faith and hope are strengthened, developed, and built up when we focus our eyes, our hearts, and our mouth on scriptures that speak of the promise of God, the mercy of God, the goodness of God, the faithfulness of God, and the love of God. And if you go read the whole story about Abraham and has yet to wrestle through this for himself in Genesis 17, you'll see that he too had to make a quality choice about what kind of hope was going to fuel his life. He had to face the difficulty of the circumstances and the fact that it didn't make sense in the natural. But despite that, he chose to be strengthened in his faith by focusing on the promise of God, the ability of God, and the faithfulness of God. 
when we focus on the faithfulness of God and the goodness of God, He is going to stir up and strengthen our faith. I'd like to go back to our natural analogy for a moment about the fuel that we put in our cars. I'll ask you a question. Where do you fill up your car? I bet you often go to the same place. Why? Because you know where it is and you make the time to go there as often as you need to. Because you understand that if you don't, you're not going to get to your destination. Where do you fill up your heart and mind with God-given hope? You see, we've got to find those scriptures in the Word of God. Get so familiar with them that they fill up our hearts and minds. And when we do, they will energize us so that we will get to our destination. I know life is not easy. It takes twists and turns. And many times we're confronted with things that we just don't understand. And because of that, I know that many of you, in fact, all of you listening, have at some point in your life felt let down or disappointed. But we've got to let go of the past and embrace a new future in God. You see, as long as we are holding on to past mistakes, disappointments, regrets, sins, you're tied to them. It's time today to walk into freedom. Isaiah 43 and verse 18 says, Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. Now I'm a father of four children and I've had my fair share of dealing with toddlers who maybe didn't want to go where I wanted to take them. And maybe if you're a parent, you can relate to a similar story. Have you ever had a child who, as you're trying to move them, they're holding on to the bedpost or holding on to the handle of a car and don't want to let go? And you're like, you don't understand. We've got something that we need to go and do and this is going to be good. But until they let go, you can't move into that plan. You can't move forwards. And Father God is taking you guys, he's taking us by the hand, saying, I'm your father. I know what's best. I know you've been through tough times. I know there are things that don't make sense to you. But place your faith, your hope and your trust in me. Because when you let go of those things and you walk with me, you're going to realize I've got something so much better for you in store. We've got to choose to take that step of faith. Just as Peter had to choose to step out of the boat to walk to Jesus on the water. Each and every day, we're faced with a decision of what we are going to do. We've got to choose faith, choose hope, choose life. Let me ask you, how different would your life be if Every day was 
filled with hope. How different would your life be if your family was filled with hope? How different would your life be if your wealth and health were filled with hope? How different would your life be if your future was bright and filled with hope? And that's the way it should be. That's God's plan and purpose for you and I. It's how He has designed for you and I to live. It doesn't have to be a dream. It can and should be your reality. As each and every day, we trust God. I know it's not always easy. But let's end as we remember the words of Jesus speaking to the Apostle Paul when he said, My grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in weakness. Many times we're not going to feel strong. We're going to feel like we don't know enough. We don't know the way ahead. But as we lean into God and we place our faith and hope and trust in Him, He gives us the grace and the strength that we need that will empower us in our weakness. Friends, He is faithful. Romans 5 verse 5 says, Now hope does not disappoint, because the love of God has been poured out into our hearts by the Holy Spirit who is given to us. Hope does not disappoint. I want to pray with you as we end today. Father God, we thank you that the hope that you have given us in Jesus does not disappoint. Jesus, you are faithful. You are dependable. You are reliable. You are strong and mighty. I thank you, Lord, that you are able to do abundantly more than all that we can ask, think, or imagine. We thank you, Lord, for your great love. Thank you, Lord, that you loved us even while we were yet sinners. It never held you back. And even now, Lord, as we trust in you, even as many of the listeners may be so aware of their own shortcomings, I pray that you would reassure their hearts that you love them. You love them unconditionally. And that your grace is sufficient for them to meet every need. And I thank you, Lord, that your love has been poured out into our hearts by the Holy Spirit whom you have given us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks for tuning in. I pray that the message of God's Word will build your faith and develop a hope that is so strong it's like an anchor for your soul. Go ahead and subscribe and why not share the message with a friend?